toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness we are souls on the journey opening up the conversation to heal awaken and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency it starts with you everything you need is within you this is your time i am stacy musial and i am sam fernandez and we are your co-hosts at be the love podcast thank you for tuning in and ascending with us hop on board the ascension bus this is adrian elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. This is Mia Tarduno. This is Brenda Carey from Sacred Path Healing Yoga and Reiki. Hi, my name's Steve Nobel. Here I am with Stacy and Sam on Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present in this now moment. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release and take one more breath in through your nose breathing in light and love for yourself and breathe out the light and love and send it to all of humanity and remember that you always have your breath to come back to Today, we have Michael and Jamie Thornhill. Michael and Jamie are co-founders of Casa Galactica in Peru and are both professional channels, intuitives, mediums, and students of the Noya Rao lineage of Shipibo Carandarismo. Their vision of Casa Galactica is to create a loving, caring space for people to connect with their inner wisdom and higher guidance to heal, transform, and dive deep to create space for full potential to be uniquely expressed with the gifts that they have incarnated to embody. Michael and Jamie honor, follow, and respect ancient traditions to bring through the wisdom of generations into the present moment. Their mix of philosophies, personalities, ancient wisdom, healing modalities, and cultures provide the perfect foundation for the healing journey of self-discovery. Michael and Jamie believe strongly in empowering the person, guiding them with their highest level of safety, integrity, and trauma-informed care so that their paths may develop and flourish within this lifetime. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Michael and Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Absolutely. A beautiful introduction. We really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. So let's um, let's dive right in. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your journeys to about how and how you got to the place where you are now and what 
inspired you to create Casa Galactica? Would you like to go or would you like me to go? You start. Okay. You start. Well, uh, <laughs> we're based in Peru. So we're in Peru uh, in Iquitos, um, based around the Amazon rainforest. We're actually in this nearby the city center at the moment, at our apartment here. Uh, we have our house and retreat center out in the jungle and uh, the national reserve nearby. As you may have noticed, this is not where I was born. Uh, this was not what I was doing when, when I came into this world. I found ayahuasca uh, about five years ago, maybe, maybe a bit longer, uh, because I was suffering from addiction. Um, that was the symptom. That was the main symptom that I could identify with uh, of really drug addiction. And then to start uncovering some of the deeper layers of that, recognizing that there was deep social anxiety, depression, um, becoming more aware of that, recognizing the suicidal ideation and, and, and other kind of uh, anxiety-related issues that were associated with that, that as I began to work at the drug uh, issues and, and the addictions, they start, the, the traumas underneath started to reveal themselves. So I, I drank ayahuasca to, to start to come into uh, a healing process around addiction, which I did not know what was going to look like. Um, probably wouldn't have gone on it at that mind state if I knew, if I knew what it was going to look like. But I'm, I'm so glad that I have uh, and that I'm able to be here to share some of this with you today. This took me on a, a journey uh, around the world after realizing that the work that I was doing running a headhunting agency uh, in Berlin at the time, I'm originally from the UK, uh, was not aligned with my true heart. And I, I started to discover and find out what maybe that is. I, I went to India to learn yoga and Reiki. And then I found myself coming to Peru uh, to partake in a shamanic initiation course which was going to be learning about the Shipibo Corindorismo, specifically the Neuerau lineage of, of Shipibo Corindorismo, and then taking and working with various different plant medicines to clean the mind, body, spirit, and really to start to come into alignment with the true self through letting go of all those afflictions um, and the, the darkness and the depression maybe that was related or underneath those addictions which in my case, the deeper that I went, the more I was willing to be able to see my own shadow, to be able to work through this, led to me uncovering deep levels of sexual and ritual abuse, uh, violent abuse. Um, and then through healing with different plant medicines, with dieting and studying in the Neuerau lineage of, of Shipibo Corindorismo, and various other practices of a non-dual nature in many ways, which I find myself drawn towards helping to heal those aspects of myself to be able to come into the truth of who I am and allow that to shine through in service to others, in service to all for the highest alignment, which in this case for me, uh, in this particular lifetime, looks like finding my truth and sharing a reflection of that the best way I can at the moment, it is working um, as a channel, uh, working uh, within Corindorismo, holding plant spirit ceremonies, teaching others about how to communicate with plants um, and how to work through deep levels of trauma to be able to come into that embodiment of the truth of, 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 of who we all are, really, and that alignment with source, God, the universe, whatever you might want to call it. Uh, and along that journey, I met my beautiful wife, Jamie. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, um, Michael and I together started Casa Galactica in 2019, just about two years ago. And before we started Casa Galactica and before we met actually in 2017, um, Michael and I had both had our own businesses and both run our own businesses. And so we knew what that was like. We knew how to do it. We made, we made plenty of mistakes along the way and, and um, also figured out the ropes. And so when we came together, um, when we met in 2017 and we um, had stars in our eyes for each other and just knew it of like, okay, we're in this together now. Um, you know, it was just natural uh, for each of us because in our own individual lives before we met, um, you know, both of our life trajectories have seemed to be such that we, I want to say blaze trails, meaning that we go or our heart takes us to places that where things are not being done like this yet, or, or things have not been, a, a, a trail has not been paved yet. And so Michael and I have both in our own individual lives kind of found ourselves often in situations where we're like, oh, okay, I'm the first to arrive here. Okay, I'll do this. Okay, let's do it. And so when we came together um, and we felt ourselves moving towards creating a business, we both were like, okay, this is old hat. We've done this before. We know how to do this. Let's do it. So we both kind of have that sort of innate natural momentum to to allow the inspiration to come through, to create, to put a structure to it. So we were real excited to start Casa Galactica and we were real excited to come together because when we met in 2017, we both met while training, while working in the tradition of Curanderismo, the Shipibo tradition of Curanderismo down here in Iquitos, Peru. And we met while we were training and learning and, and facilitating um, plant spirit healing retreats. And so, when we came together, we both knew, oh my gosh, we love working together. We taught each other a lot, like in some really beautiful ways and also like in some really challenging ways, you know? But so we knew, okay, we love doing this. We love doing this together. We work really well together. How do we keep how do we keep this going? How do we keep creating opportunities where we can be of service, be of help, do the things that we love? And we really love holding space for creating space for people to heal, which to us is also synonymous with expanding their own consciousness or knowing themselves better or coming into their own truth. They're all the same thing for us. So we really love assisting, supporting, and creating space for people to do that in in a way that empowers the person to step into their own truth, step into their own centering, step into their own strength, step into their own beingness. And then one of our favorite things is getting to watch somebody transform or flourish or, or grow through that process. And then we, of course, learn loads along the way ourselves and, you know, get to bring that back into our lives. But, um, you know, my, my quick sort of personal connection here is, you know, for me, I've always loved the plant since I was a little kid. I can remember growing up in Oklahoma, the central Great Plains, the tall grass, short grass prairie. I can remember running out into the fields, rolling around in the grasses, feeling like they were my friends, tickling me, the sun shining through them, feeling like I was surrounded by loved ones. And so from a very young age, the plants for me have always felt like kin. They've always felt like friends. They've always felt like 
they're, they're like on my team. And so like growing up into adulthood, going into college, you know, got a degree in landscape architecture, then practiced as a landscape architect for 20 years. And as I was doing landscape architecture and practicing as a landscape architect, I always found myself connecting with the plants on projects, you know, the plants feeling like they were talking to me and, and always feeling like the plants were telling me where to put them, the plants were designing. So I've always had an innate connection with the plants. And when I found or stumbled upon is more like it, Shipibo Curanderismo here that's, you know, centered in um, the Amazon River Basin outside of Iquitos and, and Pacolpa. Um, you know, their relationship with the plants just made sense to me. They see the plants as intelligent beings. They see them as doctors. They see them as teachers. They see them as maestras and maestros. And their relationship with the plants is in high reverence and respect and as a student. And so for me, that just felt mad. I was like, oh, they get it. Yeah, this is awesome. I want to go learn more about this tradition and these plants. And then that's, of course, where Michael and I met. And then, like I said, two years later, we started Casa Galactica with the intention to create, you know, uh, courses, sessions, um, workshops, retreats, dietas, opportunities for people to connect with their inner wisdom, to connect with their higher truth, to empower their own healing, and to connect with the plants in service to those things. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much. For sharing that. It sounds like, I mean, just both of you have come on this journey together and in your own journeys and then finding your way together to create magic in the world and create, you know, your heart's intention um, and really following that into what your purpose has um, continuing to lead, lead you to. So tell us a little bit more about the work that you do do at Casa Galactica and how you help support people getting to that, reaching that higher level of consciousness. So uh, thank you for asking. So as Jamie was saying, if we, if we just take the, the viewpoint of how we create everything is really to help people align with their own heart and that truth to break that down we found what we're really enjoying and what we're really pretty good at, at sharing at this moment in time it may change as we continue to grow and develop over time but as jamie was saying allowing people to empower their own healing so that's just not like oh you're going to receive some healing it's like how do you heal yourself because that's really the true healing that's like giving people the tools to be able to transform, to be able to show up in their communities, their families, their, their own personal life, their work life, whatever it may be, as an empowered healer for, for themselves and those around. Um, how to activate your intuition, uh, how to receive child guidance and communicate with plants or spirits or other beings in a way that's aligned in service to all in service to others. Um, and really just to embody that truth and really the connection to source that we are all creator divine beings and how to allow that to to come through in everyday life so really if you wanted to summarize that it's about really being true to the infinite you could say that how do we do that how do we show up in service at this particular moment in time well we have a whole bunch of work that we do online which may be looking like a channeling session, 
or it may look like an intuitive reading, which is basically where Jamie and I will connect in different ways with spirit, uh, with your higher self, with, with other beings that are a part of our galactic spirit teams. And, and, and um, we bring through information, guidance, wisdom from them to be able to help you in your own healing process to realize those things that we've just, just shared. And then we have courses and mentorships, uh, all of it online to then be able to help people to learn and to connect to these things themselves as well. And now we're also about to, to offer some new interesting group work uh, online to small groups to be able to take people through different healing evolutions and to be able to really connect with that inner truth in, in a myriad of different ways, which we find is that the more that you heal yourself, the more that you're able to see yourself, to look at yourself, then the more you're able to see the multidimensionality uh, of the infinite, because with that open sense of willingness to see and to see inside opens up that truth beyond the illusion of separation that we are the infinite and connected to, to all, all of these magical um, experiences. Um, so we're focused quite a lot online at the moment with the current situation um, with, with uh, COVID-19. Uh, so this year, we're not actually doing any in-person programs. However, how we then bring our services about in alignment with all of those uh, previous statements is that we offer plant spirit healing uh, immersions and Noya Rao initiation theaters, which is really, again, to look at how we can connect you to the plant so that you can begin to receive that healing, that wisdom and that guidance directly yourself. Um, and that has a whole myriad of ways, which I feel like you're gonna talk about because I can feel you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I'm sitting here thinking while Michael's talking, I'm going, man, it's, we, I mean, we really love, we'll say this over and over again. We, we really love helping people activate their intuition, embody their truth empower their healing, receive channel guidance, connect with plants. And all those for us feel very interconnected. And what we've, what we've stumbled upon lately, we're getting clearer on, I think as life goes on, you do more work. You're like, oh, you think you know what you're doing. Then you hit a deeper le level and you're like, oh, this is what we're doing. So something that we've recognized, um, you know, within the past year or so is realizing that there's several points of entries that all of these things are connected if someone decides, well, my point of entry is I've got, I'm aware of some childhood trauma, some childhood abuse. I want to go. I'm ready. And man, I've been, it's been affecting me for a while now and I'm ready to go and I'm, I'm ready to face it. I'm ready to work with it. I'm ready to feel. And they go in and they do what some people might call shadow work or just consciously working on processing and feeling through the trauma and those feelings and anything that comes up with professional help or if someone's in a place that they've got other resources, group work, anything like that. But as a person starts to dive into that shadow, automatically what we can kind of see is the depth that they dive in to the shadow or to what's been hidden, to the darkness, to what's been hiding. The depth that they go into that equally and simultaneously opens somebody up to the light in exact same amounts. Mm -hmm. And so someone may feel like or think, okay, I'm, well, I'm, I'm gonna go do some shadow work, man, it's gonna be tough. Okay, I'm gonna stretch, I'm gonna drink some Kool-Aid before I go in, I'm doing it. <laughs> but what happens, if, whether the person planned on it or not, 
as they go in and work through and navigate that and follow that path through that darkness, through that shadow, through those things that have not been seen and heard and felt yet before, that they come through it and more light starts opening up and they start feeling more love and they start feeling more spaciousness and they start feeling less burden. And so automatically it's hand in hand. Yeah, go do your shadow work because you're going to find yourself on the other side with a lot more space to be you just naturally with, without having to force that. Another point of entry, you also have people who are like, I'm ready to connect more with my intuition, or I feel like I want to open my heart more. I feel like I want to experience more love and light. I feel like there's a, a truer, more expansive version of me that I just have a hint about, and I'm ready to really dive into that. I'm ready to open up into more light is one way of saying it. Well, as we move into that experience of consciously choosing to expand ourselves, to embody more light, to, to feel that bigger, more infinite internal consciousness that we are, what's also naturally going to happen, that big light is going to shine light on any of those shadows that haven't had that volume of light yet before. And so as we go, we might feel ourselves all of a sudden retract and get afraid of like, oh, this is too much. I'm scared. I've got a fear here that I haven't addressed or seen before. And so also equally, as we step into consciously doing what we might call light work, it's part and parcel that we're going to see anything that's been in the shadow that we've yet to become aware of. And, and it's not to be like, oh man, I thought I covered everything. It's like, great, great. I don't even have to do anything. I just have to, you know, pray and connect with God. And then I'll see what's in the shadow, what I haven't seen or felt. So it's one, they go hand in hand. And so one of the things that we love about that, then Michael and I both enjoy doing that work, bringing through guidance, wisdom, healing songs, tones, activations, transmissions for that person at whatever point of entry they come into, you know, whether it's okay, I'm consciously going to work like Michael's got his trauma healing sessions and course someone consciously is ready to begin to working with themselves through their trauma. While all those same beautiful healing songs that go in and do work on releasing and loosening trauma and bringing it into the light of day, they're also the same beautiful songs that help lift people into their full consciousness. So it's just, it's these different points of entry that actually are all interconnected. So if you're gonna dive into connecting more strongly intuitively, you can also expect to possibly see some things in the shadow that you've not yet seen. If you're going to dive into your shadow work and face some traumas and abuse, you can also expect to feel more love through that. So we just love that part of our work. And we also like providing through, you know, trauma healing sessions, intuitive readings, intuitive mentorship courses, um, healing immersions. Um, we love giving those different places where people can step into it in whatever way resonates most with them. Wow, that's uh, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, and wow, there's a lot of different directions we could go with that. Um, one thing, though, I want to um, kind of ask in particular, you know, at the at the beginning, and um, when you were both talking, now you talked a lot about uh, trauma work and 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 you know shadow work. And um, at the beginning, you were talking about Michael. Um, your addictions that you had, you know, previously. And I think that's something that 
I know it's something that I can relate to. I think that's something that a lot of our listeners can relate to is, you know, battling addiction, uh, you know, drug, alcohol, caffeine, sex, you know, you name it. Right. Um, and, you know, and I do understand too, uh, Jamie, you know, talking about the, um, the songs and, you know, the vibrations and all that just kind of breaking up that shadow. Uh, one thing in particular, though, that I want to know is plant work. Um, so, and, and, you know, I think a lot of us know, you know, with shamans, basically throughout the entire world, that plants are so sacred and so important for anything, any type of healing work, anything like that. So um, my, I have actually two questions for you. The first question I have is why do plants play such an important role in shamanic healing? And the follow-up question I would have to, with that is why do they play an important role in shamanic healing through shadow work? Like how, how can you incorporate them into, into going through your own shadows? You want to go or you want me to go? You start. Yeah, okay. you go ahead. <laughs> um, first thing I would say is the fact that humans think that we're the most intelligent beings on the planet is maybe where we've gone wrong. Um, <laughs> so if we can just relinquish that for a moment and take consideration that there may be other beings such as plants on this planet that can help us that don't have to go through, as far as I'm aware, the day-to-day -day mundane tasks of the ego and to be able to navigate moving beyond that. So we can just, for one second, recognize that there is an innate conscious that moves through all things and all life. And then that is a direct connection to source. And that if we then look at the way of ingesting plant medicines in a sacred ceremony way with that intention of healing growth for the highest purpose, we can see that as a portal to be able to access the infinite through experiencing another aspect of the infinite, i.e. a plant mm -hmm. is another aspect of the infinite in that way. But then we're seeing something from a different perspective. So that other perspective, especially in ayahuasca ceremonies, that perspective, especially in terms of Nuyarao deities, is one that how we work in the way that we are here in service to all in the traditional lineages which we've worked in, is a way of healing the self and then opening and activating into that infinite self to be of service in whatever way it is. So why are plant medicines so powerful? I mean, meditation is powerful. Yoga is powerful. Um, psychotherapy is powerful. You know, crying and just allowing yourself to be uh, with that is powerful. You know, forgiveness is powerful. Um, so I don't, I don't want to like lose sight that all those things are powerful but why are plant medicines so powerful i think especially if you're already doing all of those things perhaps meditation yoga or some kind of spiritual practice in some way of looking at yourself then that can really potentiate what spiritual awareness you have to like a really next level uh, because you have those tools to be able to integrate that but really what plant medicines can do and i'll just talk about ayahuasca in this in this setting is to re reveal the truth of reality or true nature through showing the illusion and dissolving it um, that you are not a separate self. You are not a separate self. So that sounds fun. Oh, wow, I get to see that I'm not a separate <laughs> self. I mean, yeah, that can be good, but then you can also then see all of those things that are causing you to feel separate. 
the trauma, the addiction, the abuse, all these other things. Mm-hmm. So in that powerful setting in a Shipibo style ceremony with Icaro's healing songs um, intentions in this way, that creates a space with spirit to be able to lift those things, those parts, those aspects of ourselves which feel or have experienced themselves as separate back into that infinite oneness. So it's not, it's not like getting rid. It's not like, oh, I need to get rid of the trauma or I need to, I know I need to push this and further away. It's like the way that we work and the way that's always felt true to us is um, through the Neural lineage is bringing those separated or, or fractured aspects of ourselves back into the infinite and ultimately, ultimately recognizing that we've always been whole, that there is no disharmony, that we've never been separate from God. And then you start to bring that into day-to-day life not because someone told you in a textbook, not because some guru uh, sat on a stone for 50 years said, this is what I experienced. It's because you had that direct aspect and, and experience yourself. No one is trying to tell you what the experience was. It's that something within you has changed because you recognize that the perspective that you once held no longer serves you. And then those aspects of yourself that were so believing in that perspective, so believing in those belief systems, fall away and allow something more gracious to come through, which can be you falling apart and then growing again like a seed out of a stone or out of some kind of barren landscape. But it's just, it just comes out so beautiful. Um, and that aspect of like breaking through the stones that the plant's breaking through a stone that you may see is that like, oh, it's, it's been tough, but that new life can kind of come from that. Uh, and then when one thing starts growing, then all of a sudden you have a forest and you have an orchid. Um, so it's just a really powerful way for direct self-realization experiences that no one is teaching you or telling you the way it should be. It's just that when you kind of set yourself up with a certain guideline and a safety net in a way of working with someone in a trauma-informed healing ceremony that accesses lineages of of indigenous wisdom that's been brought through direct from the plants. Just to, to, to clarify as well, indigenous wisdom is really the plants that have taught people that then have continued to teach other people. So it's really the access to that infinite plant wisdom, creating a healing setting in that way with the understanding and combining of Western understandings of trauma and non-dualistic experiences it's for, for us, it's, it's the most powerful way that we feel like we can work with people to kind of bring all that together because the traumas that you have experienced or may have experienced that may not want to come out consciously, if you're ready for it, if your higher self's ready for it, they may come up in a ceremony. And if you've got someone who's trained in trauma-informed care practices to catch you and guide you through that, it can be a catalyst moment that can save you 10, 15, 20 years of like dancing around the edges of what that may be. Because like, let's face it, everyone, like the time is now. We are going through it. It's like, we've been waiting for the train and it's like, it's already, it's, it's loading up. We've got to get going on this. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, if you want to get on that train, like work with the plants in this way. Yeah, no, I, yeah and I'll just, if you guys don't mind, I'll add to that. Yeah, now, please, that's yeah, it, definitely. One of the things that I noticed from the start, um, right, you know, from the start when I started working in this tradition, and again, Michael spoke about ayahuasca, but in the Shipibo tradition, there's loads of plants that are doctors and do lots of work. But 
Um, one of the first things I noticed when I started working in this tradition, I was like, whoa, the plants work at light speed. They do not screw around. And the thing is, it's like, it's not like they, they give you, they give you what you need and what you're ready for. Sometimes after we have an experience with the plants, we may be like, what in the world was I ready for that? And then it's like, okay, I guess I was, or that wouldn't have happened. But they give us experiences or opportunities to heal at what I would call light speed. And so at first it can be kind of like, whoa, because you have this recognition. You're like, okay, what I experienced last night was a level of awareness that I believe would have taken me three years in therapy before. And now I just received it all in one night. But then now, you know, as many people talk about in this work, now it's time for me to integrate it. And some of that will integrate on, on its own, like a seed planted in the soil. It'll grow on its own and take its own shape and form. There's nothing for me to do, but I do need to water it, you know, so I will have some things that I need to do to, to integrate that. But um, so, so then as you continue working with the plants, and I say plants, meaning like ayahuasca and then in the shipibo tradition there's chirits and ongo sangre de grado abija there's all these plants as you continue working with the plants what you find that's fascinating is then it starts becoming your more everyday reality to process things quicker it's like it's like they train you into a quicker awareness so where you know Michael and I say we have discord or have an argument and maybe I would have st stayed stubborn and stuck in about I'm right for five days and who five days is a long time you guys so so <laughs> like with the plants all of a sudden I feel myself go into that resistance that stubbornness that I've got to be right and then I recognize oh, okay do I want to do this for five days I don't think so what's my other options and I start working through my processes quicker. And then here I am turning around, having a conversation with Michael. Hey, I'm sorry. I brought this. That was my fault. Da, da, da. Um, I'm ready to move on. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, it's moved through when I promised you five years ago, it would have taken me five days. So what happens is the plants also through those experiences that happen so rapidly, they actually start integrating themselves into our daily lives where we work through things quicker, more fluently with less resistance, knowing that there's benefit to it. There's something better's coming for me. I'm gonna grow, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna expand, I'm gonna love more if I allow myself to move through this. So we start working more quickly through our stuff just naturally, which is really nice. Um, another aspect I just want to share quickly, you know, the other thing, the, the plants are so, they're so brilliant. They're so intelligent. And, um, you know, like right now I'm looking out at our, uh, at, at the garden and the lot next to us with all these big palm trees and pomerosa and a guaje and a mango tree. And, the, the trees are actual beings, the plants and the trees are actual beings, but it's weird because we're so used to seeing and identifying as human, two eyes, I walk around, I've got hair on my head, but the trees and the plants are beings. They are their own civilization, they're their own culture. They also, they're here on the planet, they're in symbiotic relationship with us and that their out breath is our in breath, our out breath is their in breath. So we're in symbiosis, but our human eyes tend to sort of look over them because they're not the same shape and form we are. 
But in essence, as I look out and into that garden or into that forest or into that jungle, I know and I see, I'm like, those are beings. Mm -hmm. They're intelligent. Even though they've got physical form, just like us, they've got spirit and they've got consciousness and they've got medicine and they've got intelligence. And they're here, they assist like the wildlife and the pollinators, but they also are here to assist humans. And so, for instance, one medicine, Chirix Sananga, this beautiful little lilac, purple colored flower that looks just as sweet as any beautiful little cartoon flower could. This beautiful little plant, it's known to be a nervous system, nervous system cleanse, a circulatory system cleanse. It's known to go in and heal pain. Um, when you drink it, if you have three people sitting there that drink the exact same amount, that plant knows specifically what that person needs. It's intelligent. And what I see it doing, I see it scanning the person for where it can be of greatest help. And this one person, the plant goes, oh, I'm going to go to this person's left elbow and I'm going to emphasize the pain that was in this elbow when this person was seven and fell off the roof of the house and broke their elbow. And as I emphasize the pain in this elbow, this person will realize that there's a trauma left over from falling off the roof. And now this person as an adult still doesn't feel safe in certain experiences. And by feeling and emphasizing this pain, simultaneously, I'm going to bring it back into the person's awareness and heal it. And so when it's like, whoa, and, and you can't find a pharmaceutical that'll do that, you know? And then the next person that Chirik Sanango treats will go in and the person may find themselves just crying, just crying on and off for three or four hours, just crying, just feeling like they're releasing stress, feeling like they're releasing worry. And by the end of the Chirik experience, the person's like, I feel so much freer, freer, freer from worry, concern, stress. And so these plants go into three different people and each, each person will have a completely different experience that's specifically custom tailored to what that plant knows they need at this point in time to bring more awareness, bring more healing, bring to, to lighten or loosen the load so that the person can see themselves more clearly. So it's just fascinating when we have retreats or programs and we, we work with the medicines, with the plants, with people, Michael and I, I mean, this is one of the things we're like, oh my God, we love this. We learn so much. Every retreat, every participant we work with, the plants see them as a snowflake and we get to have this full on experience of learning from them in that way. Wow. That's yeah. so beautiful. Just really being able to connect with the plants and the intelligence of them and knowing, you know, they go into our, our bodies and give the individual exactly what they need because, you know, there, there's that divine intelligence. Um, so, you know, and, and when we can really, tune in and tap in and connect to that intelligence um you know the the plants you know they they do they have the answers they have you know they can really help support us in so many ways um and so i'm wondering i know um you do um what's called a dieta um and i know you mentioned that and i'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that is and what that might look like for someone who would be interested in going through something like that you want to go? You go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. So, a dieta. Um, firstly, if you want to do a dieta, 
you, you should be ready to see yourself beyond what you think you're going to see. You should be prepared to commit to beyond what you think you can commit to in terms of that commitment to yourself, because that commitment to yourself is is generated through that compassion, that 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 desire for something more than the current experience. And that's not like, oh, I want a better job or I want this or that. It can be involved in that, but it's more just that there's something more to me that I'm not seeing. Um, it may be for someone who also wants to heal from a physical or an ailment or a mental or emotional condition. Um, it could also be for someone who is wanting to open, open and activate their intuition. Um, it could be for someone wanting to feel more of that, that truth of, of who they are. Um, so the context and the formula really for this is the Shipibo tradition of Kurandarismo, which a deity, as we provide Neurao deities, um, is a process of going into silence, uh, of isolation, so solitude, uh, for periods, well, for the whole duration of the deity. Um, however, as we, we provide many different teaching aspects um, to be able to help people who are kind of coming into this for the first time, our Neurao initiation deity is aimed at taking people who basically may have not had experience in dieting in the Shipibo tradition, but have a, a deep interest in that. Perhaps they have deeper, other spirit, uh, deeper spiritual practices, which is which they wish to come into. Or it's also aimed at people who have been dieting in the Shipibo tradition of Kurandarismo or dieting plants in other ways, but have not really learned how to access the wisdom of the plants directly themselves. So coming back to this is really two of our big things about this is like, again, coming back to the empowering your own healing, we're empowering you uh, to activate your own intuition and to connect with the plants. And then the plants are the maestros, the plants are the teachers, we are just facilitators in that way that we facilitate you to connect directly to the to the, the plants. And in this case, Nuyaran. And by facilitate, you know, I, I lead the ceremonies. I, I work as a Corandero, which is the, the Spanish word for healer, which is holding the ayahuasca ceremonies. Really, again, uh, you know, a Shipibo Corandero or me or anyone else who's leading the ceremony in that tradition really is facilitating for energies of plants to come through in healing songs to be able to be of service to those people. It's just getting yourself out of the way and allowing that. So really just to make that clear that the Nuyarao initiation theater is about you learning to heal directly, learning to communicate, to receive energies directly from the plant, the Nuyarao, which is a, a, an enlightened tree. And in our experience and how we teach this, as a path to non-duality within the Shipibo tradition, within plant spirit, current duism, or even. And she has glowing leaves and is a direct access to the cosmos, unconditional love, uh, truth, um, a very vibrant being that when you learn how to connect with her, she shows you the truth that that already exists inside you. She shows you that truth that that's who you truly are. So the way that we teach this, and this is perhaps different to some other ways of thinking, this is how we receive and we share and this continues, is that the plants connect to the truth of who we are, particularly Noya Rao connects to that truth of who we are and allows that to be amplified. 
dependent upon what level of experience that you are wanting to have, that can be seen as a being outside of yourself. Or if you want to take that to the kind of more non-dual teachings, is to recognize that that tree is you in a tree form and that you are just experiencing yourself as something outside of yourself to create your experience in itself to be able to learn something. And especially when we come into that in the beginning stages, like for me, for sure, um, seeing that as a tree and having that experience of a tree being outside of myself was like incredibly beneficial because I didn't believe that I could possibly have any of those qualities within me. And so I'm not saying that I am Noyarel. I'm saying that we all are in that way. And if you come to experience and diet Noyarel, it means that you've already had an inclination for you to find out that truth of who you are. And Noyarel is going to be the best representation for you at that given moment in time of a way to access the infinite self. Through accessing that infinite self, you begin to forget more of the person or singular self, therefore becoming to move into more of a collective open consciousness for the feeling of highest good of all. So how does that look? We do that in a four-week program um, <laughs> to begin with. Um, and that has a period of time where we take you step by step through what does that look like? What do you have to do and follow a guideline? So kind of like, you know, if you were going to make a cake for the first time, you know, if you were just going to make the cake for the first time, you had no experience of cooking and you just like, oh, I have all these ingredients. You put them all in a bowl and you wished it around and you put it in the oven. You know, maybe, maybe you're going to have a wonderful cake and you open your own bakery and it's wonderful. But more than likely, it might not be like that consistency that you would like it to be. So really what we're doing is creating these guidelines for you to then be able to say, okay, this is what to do to be able to connect in this way, to be able to have that direct experience, which really is no different to in, in a way that when you go to a Vipassana, that there's a guideline and there's a set of things. Do these things for a, enough amount of time and then you're going to be able to have this direct experience. Yoga, the true forms of yoga, as far as I understand is, do these poses, follow these practices, and over a period of time, then you're going to get this direct experience of yourself. Yeah. What we're really offering is through our particular lens in our incarnation is what we've experienced to be the most direct way to access this uh, consciousness and, mm -hmm. and just to share this with you. Um, and that's constantly changing and constantly evolving because the way that we connect, the way that we grow, it, it's not static. So like every time we do something, every time we work with someone, we learn something new and we implement. So really we're giving you guidelines to be able to learn how to connect to Noyarao in the Shipibo tradition, to be able to learn to heal yourself, to be able to communicate with plant spirits, which really means that when you can learn to do that, you can learn to communicate with other spirits, you could learn to communicate with this plant, you could learn to communicate with ETs or angels or guides in a way with the polarization of being of highest service to all. And, and, and then not only how to do this, this four-week program, this magical experience, it's kind of like, well, it's not kind of like, it's teaching you how to integrate that and make those teachings and lessons matter on a day-to-day -day basis for you and for those around you. 
into this path that you've incarnated to, to, to be a part of. Um, and that looks like uh, having various ayahuasca ceremonies. Uh, first is a cleaning phase of, uh, of several ayahuasca ceremonies, of purgatives, of saunas, and then all these different teaching elements. That's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to show you every step of the way how to do this, having 24-7 care on site out in the Alpawaya Mishano National Reserve in the middle of the Amazon rainforest, and then teaching you how to access directly yourself, not, not over the top, not being like, not really, you know, uh, coddling in this way, but giving you that support that you can to step into the truth of who you are. Uh, and it, if it's without pushing you over the edge, but without stopping you from walk to the edge on your own, if that, if that kind of makes sense. So it's trying to find that balance between giving you all the tools that you need to be able to do that. Um, in this group setting where we just have just six people um, and then we have the theater phase, uh, multiple ayahuasca ceremonies, and then we also have an integration uh, part of the, the, of the theater. And then, you know, when you go back home as well, having an integration, uh, setting integration calls. Um, and we just do our best to provide the most comprehensive way that you're going to be able to connect with a new spirit friend and ally known as Neuerau, which is an access to the infinite within yourself, which in all existence already exists. And if you don't die at Neuerau, you're already going to get it. What other way works for you? But if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> maybe that is because this might be a way that you might learn it in a way that you integrate it more and more into day-to-day -day life. Again, because it's a really, really experiential experience because you're fasting because there's a limitations on the types of food that you do eat. There is solitude, there's lots of meditation. Uh, there's a deprivation of senses in that way with no salt, oil, sugar, fasting, isolation. So that really opens you up to be more aware than you would perhaps in day-to-day -day life of the multidimensionality of experience. And then taking an entheogen as ayahuasca in those ceremonies, working with spirit in this very sacred setting and space in the middle of the Amazon rainforest with all of these different multidimensional beings in the rainforest and these trees that you've never even imagined existed and the sounds of the jungle, it, it's a pretty powerful way to do it. And it's not for everyone. It's not easy. It, it's not a retreat. It's not a kickback in the hammock. There's better ways to do that. Trust me, you will you will prefer to be the type of person who is, I'm here because I want to heal. I'm here because I, I want to step into my truth. I'm here because I want to be of service. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to be a plant spirit healer. It may be that you're a doctor, a nurse, a yoga teacher, a psychotherapist. It may be that you're a music teacher. It may be that you're just, uh, I say just, it may be that you want to be of service to your family. Or your animals or your friends, whatever that is, that whatever service looks like for you, then this is going to help amplify this through showing you that there is more to the truth of who you are than you think you are, that you are not this body, that you are not this mind, you are not this personality, and that there's so much more to that. And then through integrating those, I would say, intergalactic understandings of the cosmic nature of infinity then integrating that in a grounded way back into day-to-day -day life it's just changed my life 
infinitely and I'm really passionate to help other people have a glimpse of whatever that might look like for them. And then, you know, it's just showing the way it's not walking it. It's just allowing people to have a glimpse. And then if someone wishes to walk, walking alongside them, guiding them, holding their hand if necessary to be able to access that. Because as we know, the lighter it gets, sometimes the darker it gets. So the more light that there is, the more ability there is to stand in the shadow. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's done in a trauma-informed way, as you can hear about some of these things that may seem a little extreme in terms of, you know, the isolation, the fasting, these types of things. It's only really possible to do it with the type of clientele that we really work with, which is people who sometimes have been through deep depths of trauma. Because let's face it, going through deep depths of trauma in your own life, whether you're fully aware of it yet or not, is an access point to move through a million lessons so much quicker to be able to step into it. So we, we, with our own backgrounds of working through trauma and being of service in this way, we often, you know, work with people to overcome and move through this. Um, so it's a very powerful way to do so. If it's done in a trauma-informed setting with safety protocols, trauma-informed care practices, bringing kind of the Western approach in terms of what would look like for not just only physical safety, but mental, emotional, and spiritual safety for some people who've been through ritual abuse, who've been through spiritual abuse, who've been abused in church and these other types of things that can naturally come up because the ayahuasca ceremony, that setting, that deep spiritual work can often mimic that in that environment. But if it's mimicked in a way that then that is allowed to come up and then be healed and a different experience, it can really heal the root cause uh, and these theaters really heal the root, can help heal the root cause of depression, anxiety, fear, and all these different types of things. And that four weeks is the beginning of a journey because where you go from there is up to you. It's up to your own connection with Nuyar uh, with your own higher self. And if that looks like you coming back and doing more work in some of our more advanced programs that we are going to have for people who've already done this type of work, who've already done the initiation, or perhaps it's just in your own way. But it's the beginning. It's 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 not a it's not a um, oh you come and do this four weeks of work and then the rest of your life is not this. It's it's going to shed and shine light into all aspects and areas, and that light doesn't go off when you finish that theater. So expect when you go home, work relationships, friendships, food habits, all these other things are going to get highlighted in that way. And then if you choose something different, the neural pathways will change. If you choose something different, you will then start to experience things. And if you choose something enough times, then you change your life, you change your perspective and you have a different experience. Mm -hmm. um, so we do our best in that four weeks to provide that experience. Um, uh, if you have any questions or that wasn't clear in any way, I'd be happy to go in more depth about any of no, that was beautiful. Thank you for, for explaining that. Um, that was very helpful. And um, one thing I, you know, just question I have is, you know, is it, um, it sounds like you, you know, working with the, the Royo Now tree, um, are there other, um, and it sounds like you do a lot of work with other plants as well. And I'm just curious, like, you know, how you communicate with the plants to find out what plant is needed for specific healing. Are there certain um ways to communicate with them are there certain plants that are good for certain things that um like depression or anxiety or the trauma piece um so how does how do you um communicate with plants to, to uh discover that you go ahead. Yes. Yeah. so 
In terms of communicating with plants, firstly, to understand that it's our innate ability to communicate with plants. You don't have to come and do a theater or a program with us to be able to, to communicate with plants. In fact, on our website, we have a free uh, communicate with plants meditation on our growth portal that you can just practice that at home uh, with plants like this behind or, or smaller or whatever it is. Um, secondly, when we are communicating with plants, this is because we have practiced in a way that we're able to communicate trustingly with our plant allies, with our plant spirit teams and other plants in the jungle that we know how to discern between truthful uh, vibrational messages that are here of service to all versus something that may be contaminated with the ego or the thoughts of the personal self. Um, thirdly, this can be done in ayahuasca ceremony um, where we're communicating and singing to the plants and the visions or the auditory or the knowings are transmitted from the plants. Or this may be just through an experience of having a consultation with someone prior to a healing immersion or a dieta um, or any program and then through our own channelings, being able to then communicate with the plants and say, oh, this medicine, this medicine, this medicine, this medicine will be, will be beneficial. Plus then with the aspect of, I would just say in terms of human intelligence of being able to then recognize and understand, okay, this plant works for this, this plant works for this, this plant works for this. And then just having a general understanding of different types of plants that are here, like an encyclopedia of different medicines that are here but it's very interesting because what one plant will have a properties of say eucalyptus has these properties of being like airy and, and 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 light and good for the lungs for someone else it may be good for a skin rash but it's just because it's just what that might be because everyone has different interactions with plants so if one person was to take a plant another person was to take a plant they may have completely different reasons for taking it and um, so communication of plants is inherent within the tradition of Capibo Corindorismo. Communication with the plants is the reason that we're able to sit here today and talk about this. If there was no communication with plants, ayahuasca ceremonies would not exist, period. That's my understanding. Because from my understanding and within the lineage of the tradition, it is told and said, and I believe this, that the Ayahuasca and Shikruna, which are the two components of the ayahuasca brew, were told to the Shipibo elders, the Shipibo Corinderos of old, to mix these two components together to have this specific effect um, of the ayahuasca ceremony. And, you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of species of plants. Some people say that it was actually tobacco through tabaqueros that when they would smoke their tobacco pipes, that the tobacco showed them the plants to combine together. So it's really inherent with the work and any corundera who works within ceremony is being shown by the plants how to diagnose different ailments and illnesses that perhaps are not aware to the consciousness of the patient in the ceremony, but then also to be shown the different combinations of plants and healings that will be able to help that person move through that particular illness and ailment. Interestingly enough, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies actually have studied in the Amazon rainforest and then taken plant compounds and then patented it, the, the, the analog, the chemical analog of a plant compound to then be able to sell the drug mm. uh, for profit. So here it's my deep belief that there is a, a, a plant 
for every illness, for every ailment. And I, I don't know every plant in the Amazon rainforest. You know, it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not possible to know every single plant. I mean, there's probably some that are still undiscovered. However, it's very much a deep belief of ours that there's a plant for that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. um, Yeah, Sam, I'll just add this real quick because even even anybody anybody listening at home right now or in their car or wherever you are, you know, one of the easiest ways to recognize that you connect with plants right now is to think of the sunflower. And all of us know what a sunflower looks like and depending on where you are on the planet, maybe the sunflower is about a meter or three feet tall. Maybe it's about, you know, two meters or six feet or nine feet tall, but huge with that big brown face and those beautiful golden sunshine ray petals standing so tall and facing the sun and shining. And you see those on the side of a road as you're driving by or you walk along a sidewalk and see them in someone's yard and any of us immediately perk up our energy immediately responds to what i would call the essence of that sunflower we immediately perk up might even get a smile on our face might even find ourselves moving towards it to get a closer look but our energy our life force just expands lifts we might even lift our head up. So the essence of that sunflower, most of us here today, anyone listening can recognize, oh yeah, I definitely have a response to seeing or being in the presence of the sunflower. It lifts energy. So that is a great example of how all of us right now connect consciously with plants. That is the essence. That's the spirit of that plant doing one of its many jobs in the way that it engages with and interacts with humans. And that's each one of us being fully comprehensively receptive to it. That's uh, uh, both just the, the way both of you, you know, just have just this, you know, respect and like love for these plants. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful, honestly. And um you know, and I also really love what you said, Michael, about tobacco. Tobacco gets such a bad rap nowadays because, you know, the, because of big tobacco, you know, and, and everybody thinks that tobacco is such this evil plant, you know, but for uh, indigenous people, for shaman, for, for healers like yourselves, I mean, that's, you know, tobacco is almost like you said, it's like, it's like a base plant, you know, it's the plant to open up doorways to the other plants. You know, and um, I always, you know, uh, love when people, you know, such as myself, because, you know, for a while I was thinking, you know, I, I used to smoke. I smoked for a while and I always thought tobacco is bad, tobacco is bad. And then um, actually I was in a, a shamanic medicine course and uh, they were talking about tobacco and it completely like blew my mind and opened my eyes. And I think that's I think that's amazing for, you know, for anybody who you know these plants get such a bad rap like you know dandelions for instance you know people are starting to to realize all the healing powers that dandelions have you know when 10 years ago most of us me included thought oh it's just a weed you know it's just i mean it's pretty but it's just a weed you know and um and like like you were saying too um 
you know, you don't know all the plants in the, in the rainforest. I don't know all the plants in, you know, North America, but they all have healing properties to them. They all have healing properties to them, you know, and, and you just gotta like, like both of you have said so many times, I completely agree with this. You, you know, you gotta take the time to communicate with them, to ask them, you know, what, you know, what do I, what am I gonna get from, from you? You know, what are you going to get from me? You know, it's all, it's that exchange. Um, and I love uh, when you were talking about the sunflowers too, Jamie, because I, I just, I remember anytime I, I go to one, I do, I, I get really close because I love the middle. I love being able, it's almost like just staring into, almost like into a, an abyss, but in a good way, you know, you could, you could just kind of see everything and, um, you know, stopping and smelling the roses you know there's a reason why you walk up to a rose and you smell it and then you walk away feeling calmer mm -hmm. you know it's 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 yeah. not by accident that that happens you know it's it's that communication that that you guys were talking about and speaking of communication um with the plants right now you know i know the the times that we're in with the with the pandemic and uh you know the the earth completely like earth shifting right now um if the plants did have a message for us as a collective, what do you think their message with us to us would be at this time? That's a great question. Do you mind if I you go start? Yeah. Um, you know, several things come through intuitively when you ask that, Stan. Thanks for asking that. That's fun. I feel like um, for me, the plants always show up. Their energy is always, they're all kind of dancing and chatting at the same time. We would tell them this, you know, so I'm like, what are we doing? Um, but so one of the things that comes through first when you say that, and, and they've mentioned this to us before, Michael and I, you know, we're, we're both intuitives and mediums and, um, you know, we, we don't just do this for other people. We actively, you know, use our ability to connect throughout our day and in our conversations with each other and when we have to make big decisions. So we often connect with the plants and, and learn from them and ask them questions for guidance and things. And one of the things they've told us before that comes back around every once in a while that they'll speak about just for themselves, they'll say, you know, we're basically tools of remembrance. And we'll say, well, what does that mean that you're tools of remembrance? And they say, well, we help people remember the truth of who they are. We help them remember. And that, that can be from, honestly, that can be from walking up to a rosemary and, and feeling the leaves and smelling them. And then it can be from a sensory experience. It can be from ingesting a plant. It can be from drinking a tea. It can be an entheogenic experience. It can just be like you said, brushing across a rose. But one of the things that the plants tell us often is that they're here as tools for remembrance. They're here to help people remember the truth of who they are. They're here to help wake us up. There's always this feeling, and especially, especially down here, and again, in the, in the tradition, the Shipibo tradition that we work in, and the family lineage that our teachers seem to be in, you know, the family lineage that we have learned from and trained in, the plants told them many years ago that 
They want to spread their knowledge across the planet, that they don't want to stay in the rainforest. They don't want to stay in Iquitos, that they're ready to move across the planet, that they want their knowledge shared. They want their teachings shared. And when the plants say their teachings, their knowledge, it just means all of our teachings, all of our knowledge. It's not the plants have it and we're lucky if we get it. It's they know that they're part of us. So for instance, our teachers have always taught us and encouraged us, learn, train, diet, heal, share, learn, train, diet, heal, share with other people. Don't keep this to yourself. Don't keep it a secret. Don't hold it in. Share it, share the love, share the medicine, share the healing. And so for us, the plants, for me, and how the plants are kind of dancing around right now as you ask that question, it feels like they're here to help us remember who we are and to do so in ways that are sort of instantaneous. It feels like they want to wake us up. They'd like for us to wake up. They'd like for us to do it quickly. They're here to help us do it quickly. Whether we choose to or not, I don't feel like they have any investment in it. That just happens to be sort of their natural energy of like, why not now? Let's do it now. You know, smell my rose now. Look at my sunflower now. Change now. Shift now. Like they feel like they're like, let's do this now. It's here now. There's no better time than the present where plants you are too. So that feels like the message I feel like came through when you asked that just now for me. How about you? Yeah, sure. Um, so eucalyptus is uh, sharing a message. Um, <laughs> we spent we spent a good amount of time in the Sacred Valley uh, of Peru, uh, which is a couple of hours flight away from here uh, in the Andean Mountains, and there's a lot of eucalyptus trees. So the the first message that eucalyptus is showing, and and, and Samus is specifically speaking to uh, the collective around about perhaps some concerns that may be coming up around about the shifts around now. So eucalyptus is showing that as the leaves fall off the tree, it doesn't die. So as the leaves fall off the tree, it's just a shift. It's a season, and it's a change. And anyone who who just sees any any trees that that shed their leaves can understand that that it grows again. However, eucalyptus is going one step further and showing that when the eucalyptus tree gets cut down at the, at the, the trunk, new sprouts will come out. So even if the tree is completely cut down, new sprouts of leaves come up. And even further than that, when a branch is cut off or when a tree grows again from fresh, from new after being cut down, some of the most potent medicine that's held within the eucalyptus tree is held within the fresh leaves. They have the most potent smell. They have the most oily uh, consistency, which is what's used in a lot of the essential oils. Uh, and that's what, you know, we can be used in stoners and other different types of things. And that fresh medicine would not be available if the tree had not been cut down or if the tree was not given an opportunity to grow or be born again in this way. So eucalyptus is sharing, don't worry about the leaves falling down, or, which can be shown as the structures or the ideologies that we've maybe had. But can you imagine how tough it would be for a tree to grow new leaves if they held on to all the ones that had died? So eucalyptus is urging and just showing that. Imagine if you, all these different ideas, jobs, relationships, things that are aligned, which have kind of died that you already know have kind of, time to move on 
If we don't hold on to those dead leaves, it gives an opportunity for new plant medicine to grow. What a state that you could be. Wow, that's really beautiful. I mean, just both messages, you know, to really know that we can emerge from, you know, the, the shadows and being in the now um, and that new growth can happen. And it's really up to us to, to listen to those messages and to really tap into the power that these beautiful beings have to offer us. Oh. So thank you so much for, for being here and, and sharing your wisdom with us and your experiences. And, and I'm wondering um, if you could just tell our listeners how they can find you and, and what you're currently working on right now. So you can find us at www.casagalactica.com. So that's casagalactica.com, where you will find our website, which holds all of the different changing works that we continue to share um, we have our retreats and theaters which will continue to change and develop and grow as we begin to come into service hopefully in 2022 and um, pandemic dependent but that's kind of our our uh, passion is to be able to be of service whenever we feel that it's adequately appropriate and safe for people to come into the country and, and do this type of work we'll be opening our doors again with open hearts. Um, that also has created a really great opportunity for anyone who is at home uh, right now and is unable to travel or not wanting to travel overseas quite understandably, that we have now created new uh, interesting and exciting offerings to help empower healing and activate intuition um, in the form of our online sessions, which we continue to work with our online trauma healing sessions, intuitive readings and channeling sessions. And then uh, a learn to channel course, which I offer. Jamie offers an intuitive mentorship course, but we're also now beginning to develop new group programs, new group consciousness programs, new group live streams or live broadcasts, which we offer out to our subscriber list uh, to be able to share wisdom in different ways from different beings and plants and also to take people through group healing evolutions and to be able to help um, dive deep is a way that I could share. So it has the, the faces of the work that which we share online. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you found this podcast later down the line, just know that our hearts will continue to share in different ways and make it accessible for you to be able to contact us online or in person. Yeah, great. Thank you. And we'll put your website in the show notes as well. So people can easily access your website well, and any other just, links you want to include. So, and the, thank you so much for being here today with us. We really appreciate just, I mean, just your passion and, and love for the work you're doing is just comes out. I mean, just in so many ways, just by sharing your experience with us. So thank you. And thank you for listening to our show and stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you like this show, share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And of course, we would always appreciate a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. And until next time, love yourself, love each other, and love the world. We love you guys. Thank you. Love you guys. 
Take care. We'll talk to you later. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers, single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.